SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. On SAFM. All right, we continue the show on the talking point. The Association of Private Security Owners are calling on female security guards, or rather calling for female security guards not to not be allowed uh, to work in the evenings. It follows one of the recent attacks that we've covered, which is on female security guards in KwaZulu-Natal. Three of them were attacked and raped, raped that is, at the Department of Transport, Transport Officers. Now, these are said to be incidents of the violence, that is, incidents that are taking place mostly um, at health facilities, in particular um, other departments which require 24-hour um, security services. Now, the Health Minister, Dr. Joe Patler, answering uh, questions in Parliament, spoke about how provincial health departments are dealing with the issue of security in the facilities. But the calls then that are being made um, are for this practice of um, female security guards working the night shift for that to be stopped immediately. Mbali Sabela is the provincial secretary for the Democratic Nursing Organization of South Africa in KZN. Mbali, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, KZN. Good morning to all the listeners. Bulela Saliwa is the deputy president of the Association of Private Security Owners of South Africa. Bulela, good morning. Uh, good morning, Cathy, and good morning to your listeners, and as well as to, to the members of the panel. Sure, thank you. And Rudzani Mbilo is the Head of Security in the National Department of Health. Rudzani, good morning. Good morning, Cathy, and morning to your listeners and their fellow panelists. Rudzani, let me perhaps begin with you. From an official perspective of the health department, how widespread um, would you say the attacks on your facilities at night are? Um, h- how big of a problem is it? Uh, thank you, Kathy. I think I think the, the, the attack to public health facilities, which is mainly directed to health professionals, um, uh, including uh, patients, is the reflection of the uh, time spent in the country. Uh, you should remember, Katie uh, and the listeners, that uh, health facilities are situated in the country where we have a high rate of crime. So as we read the state that might have happened in the health sector, we should read that in line with the state that is contained in the state report from the SAPS. Yes, it is true, we were... Uh, experience uh, an increase, slightly increase uh, of the attack uh, in the public health uh, facilities as a sector, but we have since put uh, measures, uh, Kathy, uh, to respond to that. Kathy uh, and the listeners, the security as a program is one of the uh, non-negotiable uh, programs from the National Health Council. Uh, it is for that reason that uh, the minister had appointed Minister Akastim uh, on safety and security uh, comprised of uh, members from South African Police Services, uh, CIRA, uh, State Security, Department of uh, Employment and Labor, just to mention the few. Uh, I'm the chairperson of that structure, and we, are, uh, we, we were mandated uh, to conduct an assessment and develop the strategy to respond to that. And as I'm speaking to you now, we have put the strategy uh, in place. 
we're meeting from time to time uh, with the provinces to ensure that uh, we implement and where we have to improve where our strategy is not effective enough we we are we are we are doing so so yes it's true the uh, crime is increasing uh, but it's a reflection of the crime as it is happening uh, in the country i think i should stop here for for now case thanks mm. Ruzani, what what are the kind of crimes that you would find your health facilities and officials often exposed to? We we have crimes uh, such as uh, theft of state assets. Uh, uh, we have uh, crimes of assault to uh, health professionals, including uh, the healthcare users, which are our patients. Uh, we, we have crime relating to intimidation. We have armed robbery that will happen in our spaces. So, 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 so such crimes as they are happening in the country, the Department of Health is not exempted from that. And 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 there's no specific uh, crime which is prevalent in our space that is not happening in the entire uh, country. Like I said, is a reflection of the crime that's in the country. Thanks. Bulela, let me come to you. As the Association of Private Security uh, Owners in the country, I would imagine that there's some kind of reporting that your members also do in terms of their experiences uh, with crime. How prevalent would you say it has been in the health sector? Um, I'd say that um, there has been an increase, as uh, all, all Mr. Bula has, has indicated. Um, obviously, the increase is driven by by socio-economic problems that we have in the in the country at, at the moment. I think the more people that are unemployed, the higher the the the, the rise that you get in the crime. We've actually noted that uh, since COVID-19 and post-COVID-19, the the numbers have increased in terms of the the, the rate of crime that 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 we experience. And it's not only on security officers, but even on on members of the SAPS. But obviously, um, for us, our, our main concern is with, our, is with our members of our industry, which is the security officers. And, and what are the incidents that you find are, are often linked to them? So the incidents that we normally um, get, and, and, I'll, and I'll just speak in terms of um, our security industry in general, is that uh, with the armed response, the type of incidents that we get is where security officers uh, are disarmed of their of their of their pistols, and then in some cases even shot with those with those pistols, which is why generally we 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 call for disarming of of security officers and not arming them, but rather have um, those officers who are specially trained, you know, the tactical armed response officers being the ones that who who, who are armed. Um, the other types of incidents for officers who are not armed is where. Um, as an example, where they guard warehouses or places where there's cable is where they get tied up, um, usually get beaten, beaten up, and then the the, the thieves go go off with the assets that they steal. So it's it's usually um, uh, physical attacks. I mean, the the most recent one, which is that is that was at near bank, is is not one that we normally experience. But I mean that that one was quite quite gruesome which is why we're having this conversation. Yeah. All right. All right, Bulela. Thanks for that. Mbali, let me bring you in here. You speak on uh, behalf of nurses. You would have a sense of how health workers um, are being affected by this crime. Uh, yes, Casey. And these incidents, they've been happening for, for a very long time. And the, if you look at the employer 
uh, interventions are very limited and or they are not there. And if you look at these crimes, they are targeting certain areas. The targets are on certain areas. And if you look at it, for me, I don't think it really, really matter if you are a female or a male security. What matter is, is that the, the crime rate in this country is very high. The high rate of crime is causing a lot of instability in the community. Because if the community can protect the healthcare workers or the healthcare facilities, these incidents will be limited. And if the employer really wants to intervene in this action, needs to intervene quickly before we lost many members due to murders. Because as I'm talking to you, we are burying one of our nurses over the weekend who was murdered while he was online on, on duty. And if you look at it, it's not a matter of security. It's a matter of the community and the employer making sure that we are, that our members are practicing in a safe area where it's safe to do so. To be a healthcare worker in, 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 in these days is no longer safe because you don't feel safe and the employer is not making sure that we are practicing in a safe area. Mm. Mbali, if you don't mind my asking, can you share details of, of what happened to um, your colleague who say, was who you say was killed at work? Yes, he, he was working at the outreach team, driving a, 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 a state car, and he was brutally murdered. Or he was hijacked on a gunpoint, and they murdered him on gunpoint, and they took the car. And that's not the first incident where our members are, are hijacked on gunpoint. And in the same week last week, our one of our members in one of the clinics in Wazulu Natal was was hijacked on gunpoint just in front of the clinic at Umlazi L section. So these incidents are continuing and the employer, the interventions of the employer are very limited. And it's questionable when the employer reads a statement saying that they've beefed up the security at certain provinces, of which is not true. And it's a worry because they need to suspend these, 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 they need to suspend these services until the community works with the healthcare facilities to make sure that our healthcare workers are safe. So do you believe that the, the the targeting of health workers, as you said, is mostly outside of healthcare facilities or does it also happen inside? It's both. Mm. It's both. But with, 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 with our province, they are targeting the outreach. Once they can left the institution on their way to, to, to their working point, they are targeting them. And then during the festive, what's going to happen, Casey, what you're going to see most is that it's when the group people uh, entering the, uh, the institution drunk and demanding the services or harassing our employees or, 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 or our nurses or all healthcare, first, uh, healthcare workers. So we're going to see more of that as we are approaching festive season. And that's why we need to do the, the risk assessment thorough as we are approaching the festive season. And we need to do this risk assessment. It must be done by the security card affect the, the contract because you could see that they don't do risk assessment. As we are talking about this issue of the Department of Transport where uh, where our uh, securities, sec- three securities were, were harassed and, 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 and sexually assaulted, it shows that the, the, the owner of the company didn't do the, 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 the risk assessment because how can you allocate females at night alone? How are they going to render service? How can they protect this, the, the, the institution? And, 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 and I'm assuming then, Mbali, that the vehicles that you speak about, which you say are often targeted, are, the, are these marked vehicles? So they've got the branding of, of the department on it. It's clear that this is, um, you know, this is, this is a, a vehicle that is doing work on behalf of a state entity. 
correct. Okay. All right. Bulela, let me bring you in and give you an opportunity to respond to what Mbali is saying, especially on the aspect of risk assessments that are being done and really the crux of the issue here, um, which is the female security guards and whether or not they need to continue being deployed to do the night shift. Okay. Um, I actually agree um, 100% with, uh, with Mbali on the part where she mentioned risk assessments. Um, to, to clarify, our call as Tapsosa is not to have a complete ban on females working on night shift, but to, to, to use a risk-based approach in, in that. And by risk-based approach, what I mean is that um, security is not something that is, is, is static in terms of being fixed. So whatever deployment that we agree with a particular client, so if I use the example of a health um, facility, the client might say that um, this is how I want the guards to be deployed. But as, um, as a security company that, that has got the expertise, we have a responsibility to have ongoing risk assessment where we, we assess um, in terms of the infrastructure, um, how, how secure is your facility. We look at, um, we look at, um, the, we look at obviously, the, 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 the risk areas and then we're able to change around the, the, the deployment. So in, in effect, yes, um, we are not saying that female security officers are incompetent to, 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 to work at night, but we're saying that you will find that some sites are more riskier than others, and where there's a higher risk, we, we, we call that, that um, the female security officers are ne- they're not deployed at night. But the risk assessment is, 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 is very important to do it on an ongoing basis to be able to, to root out the threat. Of course, then, the obvious question, um, Bulela, to ask would be, what are the particular risks that you believe female security guards face at night that their male counterparts don't face? So what makes them more vulnerable than their male counterparts? I, I think the, the obvious one is, um, is, is the rape. Uh, we've had plenty of instances where, where, in fact, if I use the one at, at Nearbank, there was a mix of, um, and just to correct Amari, there was a mix of both male and female security officers. The male ones were just um, tied up and beaten up, but um, these guys uh, the, the decided to, to then go one step further with the female officers and, um, and violate them sexually. So I'm saying it's, with the males, it does not happen, but the risk with the females is that if you have people who, who are violent, they will then take the opportunity to, to, to violate them sexually. Okay. So, so, so that's 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 the main factor. There isn't another key factor that you may have noted on your side. No, that is that is that is the the, the biggest risk to them okay. that 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 we have identified. Okay. All right. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. We are looking at um, the security, in fact, the, the threats that security guards, in particular female security guards, are facing at public institutions, but more specifically the health department. We'll get a response from uh, Ruzanim Pilo, who's the head of security at the National Department of Health in a moment. It's 10.30. Time for your latest news headlines. on SAFM. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. Let me head over to Mpilo Ruzani, who is the head of security in the National Department of Health. So, Ruzani, you've heard the reasoning 
um, given by Mbali and Bulela, both of which have outlined the risks that um, at least they face or they see some of their members facing. And Mbali doesn't believe that there's been a lot of initiative on the part of the department to try and intervene with these high violence levels. Yeah, um, uh, thank you, Cathy. Uh, uh, I think as a department, we we agree that uh, we were confronted with uh, a serious security risk uh, as a reflection of the crime that's happening in the country. Uh, like I said, uh, we we through the support of our principals and at the level of uh, National Health Council, which is the a meeting chaired by the minister with all MEPs and HODs, they have put security as one of the non-negotiables. And we account to that structure agreement. We have put plans in place which we are implementing. And Kozunatal KT is part of that. And in fact, in Kozunatal, I'm coming to you now, uh, the right here at KZN, in time to support the province and respond to uh, such uh, crimes that are happening in the public health sector. The 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 the, the feeling that Dinosa uh, and other stakeholders in the public uh, sector that suggests that they are not safe. I agree with them, but that doesn't then suggest that we are doing absolutely nothing about it. We have invested a lot uh, um, in, in 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 security day. The, the, the task team has conducted uh, the assessment and we have come up with the intelligence-driven strategies which start to talk to how effective our security measures are in all public health uh, facilities, how good are we implementing and enforcing access control measures, how good are we in as far as contact management is concerned. How good are we in, in investing in the human capital with the uh, human uh, that are managing security as a program? And in fact, uh, in Kozul Natal, we have appointed an ex-police general uh, to manage security. That will tell you how serious uh, are we uh, in terms of addressing uh, uh, um, 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 security issues. Perhaps getting to the issues that, uh, I mean, the issue of female security uh, officers been uh, targeted while uh, working um, and that's it. We, we, we agree uh, with our colleagues from Capsosa that uh, uh, our approach should be intelligence-driven, should be risk-based. Uh, however, we, we, we should be careful as we do that because as it is now, we do not have any evidence that directly suggests that uh, the targeting of female security officers is as a lack of the intelligence-driven uh, approach, that evidence would not have as a department and will continue engaging at the top sizing of this line so that they can then take us uh, through. Uh, we are willing to work with them to ensure that we keep the, the, the rate of crime. Uh, Katie, the, 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 the approach of government is to address historical legacies, unemployment, uh, poverty, um, and, in, and inequalities. And if we, we, we may then take a decision to then say women should not be deployed uh, at night, I don't think we'll be supporting women to access the job market. I think it would be unfair for, for government to do that, including addressing issues of inequalities. Women are equally capable like men. You have women in the security cluster, in the specialized services in police and, and also in SNDF, 
that are doing exceptionally well. What we should deal with as a sector, together with our stakeholders, is to ensure that our risk-based approach suggests to reduce, if not to do away with time, without necessarily limiting it to the vulnerability of women, which we agree and we, we support the, the the issue of dealing with gender-based violence, but we should be careful of not addressing gender-based attacks with uh, a, a, a gender discrimination, uh, which may suggest to deny women an opportunity uh, to 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 participate uh, at that level. So the view Look, that suggests that yeah, I, I I don't think that there are necessarily any easy answers to 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 the problem, right? But but from the part of the department, do you believe that women are more vulnerable? Um, at night, that female security guards are more vulnerable than their male counterparts. Look, look, look the, 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 to, to respond to your answer, um, our health practitioners, including the assets of the state, are vulnerable. Firstly, secondly, the the first that they what they what Rosani? Sorry, I missed what you said there. Yeah, I'm 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 saying firstly. The, 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 the primary vulnerability here is to our health professionals, right? Secondly is the assets of the state that security companies through their men and female security guards that they deploy, that they deploy are there to protect. Thirdly, when those uh, criminals uh, attack or want to have access to our facilities, the first line of defense is, is security practitioners that were deployed. So the threat or the vulnerability is both to security officers, not necessarily based on their gender. What we should understand on how criminal works is that criminal will take an opportunity of anything should it present itself. So if they attack and they attempt to find a woman, like what happened in the Department of Transport in Kwasinazal, which was just unfortunate, but I don't think where we sit, the, 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 the aim of the criminals was to go there and rape. We are of the view that they were there to steal and then then find the opportunity to get a woman, and that's why they were sexually uh, assaulted, which is regrettable. But the, the, the research can then suggest that female officers are more exposed that, uh, than men. As a sector, we don't believe in that. What we then want to do and what we have been doing is to ensure that as we deploy, we deploy male and female to also comply to other stitching requirements. Remember... So, so, uh, so, 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 so effectively then, Ruzani, as the Department of Health... You don't support this call that that is being made by the Association of Private Security Owners. We, 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 what what we are supporting is that it should be risk based, but the outcomes will then not suggest that females should not be deployed. Risk based, you are saying if you are in a high risk area, you must adequately put resources that are proportionally higher than the perceived risk. But I don't think there will be any risk assessment outcome that will suggest that here you need only a male, right? So, so, so we we, we are we are mindful of that. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Bulela, what's your response to that? Hi, Kathy. Hi. What's your response Hi. to what Ruzani is saying? Um. Okay. My response. Um. I think I didn't elaborate it on this. Uh, more clearly when I was speaking to or when I was responding to, to, to Mbali. I also would want to say that we need to be careful of portraying women as being less competent or being being, being weak. 
Uh, I've been in this industry for a while, and I've had some some very efficient and strong women that I know if I were to send out, uh, men would basically run out because of their, their competency and their, and their skill set, right? But what I do say is that in that risk assessment, we need to we slightly differ with the Rudzani is that on the outcomes of the of the of the risk assessment, right? Um, so if I take for example, if I do a risk assessment and it turns out that the, the facility, from just a, a fencing perspective, is actually it's an old fencing where people can just walk in and, and out. It's a, it's an isolated um, it's an isolated place. The way that uh, we have to 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 deploy the officers to be able to cover the facility is that um, there's, they, 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 they spread out where there's a risk of officers being going uh, in twos or in some instances one. I would not advocate for keeping the, 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 the females, particularly when, they, when they, 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 they're not armed. I would say that you're not looking at the complement. Let's find a way of moving them to, 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 to day shifts. So I think once we can cover, because normally with the risk assessment, we're not looking, some things cannot be solved uh, immediately. So, for example, if it's infrastructure challenges, those will not be solved overnight. So, I would say that in the meantime, let's look to towards uh, protecting the female officers and ensuring that they have a safe, safe space while we then holistically cover all the, 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 the gaps that have been identified. Yes, ideally in the long run, everyone should be exposed to the same uh, type of risk where, where, where the male and the female officers are deployed equally the same and are able to complement each other. All right. But just to, just to emphasize, I'm saying in the short term, where there's, there's, there's gaps, I think uh, the answer would be to then protect the female officer. Mm. So, Mbali, if I bring, it, bring the conversation back to you, and again, we look at the fact that, so you have um, property, this is public property that is um, often targeted by criminals. In the case of healthcare um, facilities, you have both em- employees and patients that would be victims of crime, right? You can't really, uh, you know, sort of try and and determine whether your patients are going to be male or female. So whoever happens to be in the facility at the time that the crime happens then becomes a victim to crime. But you also have yourselves as, as health professionals that are at risk in these instances. So if we say that security, female security guards are at a higher risk in the evenings, does that mean that female healthcare professionals are also um, facing a higher risk working at night? Because we have to carry the rationale uh, through to its, to its logical con- conclusion. What is important that you need to understand here is that it's not about the gender. The safety, all both of us, male or female, need to be safe. So I, I don't think that, that the statement that you need to, uh, by, by the statement by, by Ubulela saying that uh, they feel that we, they mustn't allocate female, females at night. Why not at our clinics, our healthcare facilities, we'll find both females and males? And the people that you're looking after, which are our patients, are both females and males. So the main thing that we need to talk to here is how do we make everybody safe?
not to look at the gender of the person that you need to be just supposed to be allocated or assigned to work at night or, or assigned to work at uh, a day shift because mm-hmm. as 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 as, as said we are working towards the equality of both genders male and female so then why how come now we we feel that this one needs to be exposed because if you look at our incident in in in, in the province there, there was a, 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 a male security was killed in the clinic at Phoenix. He, he was a male. He was not a female. There, there was an incident where both males and females were, were hijacked and they, they took their guns. They were both more than females. As you said, even the, 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 recent, the, recent, the recent incident, there were, there were males there. So it's not about male or being male or female. We need to make sure that we make sure that everybody is safe at the workplace. We, we, we proposed, we proposed a case to the department that they must they must just suspend this outreach program. They must suspend working to open, open, open uh, facilities 24 hours because after four, nobody can come in this institution and demand to be treated or, uh, or, or target our healthcare workers. Those, those, those areas that are high risk, they must operate seven to four. And they don't operate at night. They make sure that they are closed. And they must also work sh- make sure that the SAPS, they patrol the area. If there is a need, a demand, that these services need to be taken to the community. The community must make sure that the healthcare workers and those with the, 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 the infrastructure, and they are safe. Because we are, as we are talking, Casey, you understand that this thing happened in the community. And the community, they know who, who does these things, but they don't come forward to, 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 to report these people. That means the healthcare facilities or the demand of health need to work with the community. The same community is led by the same people who are uh, political, polit- politicians. And the same department of is led by the politicians. As politicians, we need to come together and work together with the community to make sure that we are practicing in a safe space. Yeah, look, I, I, I think, you know, one of the difficulties is that on the one hand, um, communities have been pushing for greater functionality, you know, from the mm. health department of these facilities because people mm. die on their way to hospitals because their local mm. clinics are not opened, which is why we started uh, with the 24-hour mm-hmm. operation in the first place. So um, the better solution is to say, how do we ensure that people are not being deprived of their basic right to be able to access health care, especially in cases of emergency, but at the same time, also make sure that those officials that are providing these services then are kept safe. That seems to be where the gap is, that there isn't enough being done um, to actually ensure the safety of, 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 of healthcare professionals. All and, right. And, 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 yeah, go ahead, Mbali. Okay, see, so to provide the safe space, it, 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 needs, it needs SAPS, because remember, they are the ones who provide security. And the, this issue of outsourcing security is also a really big issue the outsourcing of security. Mm-hmm. And you still have the savings. If you are if you have money to outsource, why don't you outsource the VIP protection? Because you see that these these securities that you have outsourced, they are they are failing to, to protect your facilities and healthcare workers. Then why don't you advance the, the outsourcing if okay. you are failing to insource? Okay. All right. Let me go to Johannesburg. Pro, good morning. How are you, Sir Katie? I'm all right, Pro. I understand you're a security guard. Yes. Do you remember called you by that that, that time, ne? Mm. I want to tell you something. Sir Sibulela, she's right. It's not because of gender. All of us here were 
he was <clears throat> we have been robbed and been pointed with a gun in our work. Third uh, case, I want to I, I want to make it clear. That's why there's no no protection in the health facilities or what. Security officers they are not getting paid. I want to ask Rudani in Tivenda straight. Maybe he will tell you what is happening. Rudani, rename security are already national minimum wage. We are not getting paid in time. How can you protect someone who is earning a lot of money and uh, getting paid in time? Whereas when they say they will, uh, you will get paid on the 25th, you are going to get paid on the or the next month on the 17th. This thing is not good. That's why the security can take a bribe anytime because they are hungry. No one who's looking after us, even the Department of uh, Education, he has the justice everywhere. Whereas we are doing a proper job. How can you protect people whenever you are not getting paid? When our salary is too, too, too small. I want to know that that's why there is a criminality inside the health facilities. Those guys, they are not getting paid. These people, Rudan, because when we said they were security by Uranga Chipinga now, we are not getting paid in time. We are suffering. Our money is too small. I don't know who is bribing who in the Department of, 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 of Health with those uh, companies. Uh, no, that's case. Maybe Rudan, she can answer. So, Thank you. But so, so, so pro, just before you go, just before you go, in terms of, of what you know and understand, is it the criminals that come and offer security guards bribes? Yes, me, I, 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 exactly. But you know what? That is something like that is actually happening in that way. Mm. Maybe the guy, you don't know the, the guy who is entering the health facility. You are, maybe you can come and say, I know, yes, the 60 Rana gents will buy a, a bread and a cold drink. You don't have a lunch. You are not, not getting paid. Obviously, Andrew will take that 60 Rana and, uh, and go buy bread. But perhaps you don't know that he's a criminal. And as they come, they act like a patient when they enter the premises. But you, you, that thing is a controversial. Case. Uh, these people, they are treating security officers uh, like a dustbin. Seriously, I'm telling you, that thing can happen anytime, uh, Sister Casey, because when someone is angry, he can accept that 50 rand. Whereas that 50 rand you are going to look inside the facility, maybe someone is going to be killed there mm. because of that 50 rand. What, what, what is the world Zani doing? It's a long, long years, years and years working as a security officer. We are, uh, we are undermined. We are not getting paid. We are, we, we fire the simple when they, they like, they fire you. Nothing we can do. The right. lady was talking about in, in outsource and insourcement. Why can't they insource the security officer in order to, uh, to do their job properly? Okay. You, are, you are supposed to get paid on the 25. You are not getting paid. You are going to get paid next month on the 19. What is that? All right. Well done.
ndikonibuza ngena kuzita nepovo yoka health you are you are kuri barekisa bosisa barekisa vatu vabereka uka mari ya spetela vatu vabali vali private company libona baba muso wa wa african national congress kuri kibona varana o government ya khauteni kapakili pompo kapakikai kai na security baba pisilo vafana litenda vajali chelete rinaba naba runaba sokola lino ariyako la rinaba bangwe arisibu rinaba rinaba yojai how can i protect someone who is getting a lot of money whereas i'm not getting nothing thank you very much mr sakete i will hear to from over the radio okay all right that's proverbs view um, he's out in Johannesburg and as you heard there, he's a security guard. I'm going to take a quick break and then when I continue, I'm going to take um, some of the other callers that we have on the line. And the question really around what should happen um, at these facilities is is what remains with us. And they, they, there's so many messages that our listeners are sending through. A lot of them saying, you know, women have fought for so long just to be included in some of these structures, right? Just to be able to be security guards. And it seems that the idea of saying that they must not then do the night shift would be discriminatory and would in fact communicate a message of them being less capable than their male counterparts. But we'll continue the conversation in a moment. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We'll continue the conversation on The Talking Point. Colin, you're in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning to your guest. Yes. You know, Kathy, I, I disagree with uh, ladies, women not working night shift because I just heard you talk about discrimination. And uh, the ladies, um, I know they want to go and work and do what the men do also, 100%. But I blame security companies. Security companies must also be aware what where hotspots are and things like that. Their training, to me, uh, might not be up to standard. Now, um, those um, three ladies and three guys, it was, that means there were six at the warehouse. Were all six sitting somewhere? Uh, or were all six patrolling around the building and things like that. For for somebody to uh, to, uh, to enter undetected uh, there, surely to goodness one of them could have seen this somebody uh, breaking in or coming in. Where's the panic buttons? Where's the little radios to communicate with each other? You see, the training is vital, vitally important because. Uh, now poverty, they talk about poverty, poverty, and, and unemployment uh, um, contributes to crime. It does in a way. But if you see the crime and you have the crime in this country, there are luxury cars, BMWs, and things like that. There are well-to-do criminals, rich criminals, doing hijacking, robberies, and things like that. In transit hikes and things like that. We've got to Start respecting, respecting our women, no matter what type of job they do. Right. They even, they, they robbed them going into the, uh, into the squatter camps. The ambulance people get robbed and mugged and assaulted and things like that. There's no respect for a woman. I remember the old days. District uh, 6 in Cape Town was a, a, a gang-infested area. And I heard people talk on the radio 
all gangsters, yeah, they respected nurses. When I saw a nurse walk down the road in the evening, a gangster could send somebody, walk mercy home, walk her home, make sure she's safe at home. But today, I'm sorry to say, we've got no respect in this country anymore. It's All right. lawlessness. We'll never, ever, ever come right, Kathy. All right. Thanks. All right, Colin, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, let me get back to my guests. Unfortunately, we're running out of time for this conversation. Ruzani, you've got more to respond to. Let me give you the opportunity to go first. Yes, thank you, Kathy. I think the concern raised uh, by the security officer in Johannesburg is, is, is to a large extent uh, to the outcome, rather, uh, in, in that when you're not paid, you may be easily corruptible. That one is a fact. There is scientific evidence that supports uh, that view. However, what we've done as a department is that uh, when we hire these service providers, even at the time of, of evaluation, we normally evaluate them on financial capability that if they're given a project, will they be able to, to deliver, meaning buying equipment and also paying salaries before they are paid. Secondly, in government, we've got a policy that suggests that uh, sales providers must be paid within uh, 30 days of rendering of a service. So the reason why we want companies to display their financial capabilities is for that reason that they should be able to pay while waiting for the payment should we not pay them immediately because sometimes it, it takes a bit longer to process the payment. To be specific, I had a meeting with all provinces uh, last week when we were looking at the festive plan. One of the issues that I was interested in was to check if the good testers are paid and also their, and also bonuses are paid to those that are deserving it, just to make sure that that is, that is raised by my colleague, uh, it does not happen. So we are working very hard with our security service providers to ensure that they pay security officers in time. The part of of employment and labor to be part of the task team and serious role is to ensure compliance with security companies. So we conduct inspections from time to time jointly with SAPS, the Department of Labor, CIRA. We take on security companies that are not paying their gas in time and that are also underpaying security officers. Perhaps I need to conclude with this very one case that you, you, you see deployment of both males and females is regulated in, in our sector. Um, our constitution on the Bill of Rights suggests that we need to respect dignity and privacy. Security female can only search female healthcare users. Male the same. Even the Criminal Procedure Act support that view that a, a decent and orderly searching men right. to men, female to female. So should we only have females, I mean males deployed at night, we may not comply with this very requirement. Kate. All right. I think I should end here. Thank you. All right, Rosani. Thanks for that response. Unfortunately, we're going to um, have to leave it there. We're completely out of time for this conversation. It's 11 o'clock.